Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord show? <laughs> Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. Jeff. Okay. <laughs> the Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're effing F. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fuck. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fuck. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fuck just like a whore. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fuck. Like, really, is this the level that you sunk to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, hey, welcome to the Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. That's right, I am back. You guys are excited, and I'm excited. Everybody's excited. Oh, you're embarrassing me now. Stop, stop, you're embarrassing me. Now, I'm really glad to be back, everybody. It's been a couple weeks. I had to go get the old ticker worked on back in December when I was off a few weeks I ended up at the hospital and um they did some checking around because I was having some heart pains and uh, some chest pains arm pains and anyways they had to put in a new stent they wanted me to come back and work on the other one so almost six months later I was finally able to get a appointment back in and have them look finished finish what they started and so got all that done took a couple weeks off to do some healing and then went back to the doctor and he said everything looks good and to come back at this time next year so i think we're good my heart's still healing i still am kind of tired um some and i still get some pains here and there but I'm living a healthier lifestyle. I haven't had a cigarette in like five weeks. No nicotine, nothing. Just, you know, just trying to do some clean leaving, trying to eat more white meat, less red meat, you know, eat more rice instead of potatoes and, you know, less fried foods, more vegetables, that kind of stuff, more water, less sweet tea. So I'm not really cutting any of that stuff out, just trying to, you know, do less of the bad stuff and more of the good stuff and see how it goes. So anyways, I'm glad to be back. It's hot. I'm already starting to sweat. Um, trying to think, is there anything big going on? I guess the biggest thing going on right now is um, Lola's is closing down and then reopening back up over here close to my house. So that's, to me, it's pretty cool. And I was like, I mean, everybody's getting really sentimental over a space. I don't, you know, I mean, I was sad when the, when the grotto left, but it got torn down and it's not there no more. It's something completely different. And the cellar, you know, it got, I don't know, torn down, filled up. It's now a parking lot. I mean, you know, when the rec room went away, that was sad. Um, even though the new owners were going to open up, Lola's, and I guess at the time we didn't realize how cool Lola's was going to be. But I was listening to my buddies over at the Jerry Jones Time Massacre. They were up there the other night for the, um, I guess, the last indoor show before the move. 
they podcasted live and they had a bunch of people on there talking about their favorite memories and it was it was it was pretty cool it's it's like i don't know if you realize that it's it's the home to so many different people and so many different subcultures where it's punk you know some people's favorite shows was a punk show an old punk show some was a rap show <clears throat> some was death metal show fuzz out fest you know the local fort worth weekly music award shows the rock assembly shows um you know it was it's such a great space um that they provided for everybody and it didn't really matter what what kind of a group that you ran with you probably saw a show at lola's over the time and so now it started getting me kind of sentimental about the space and i never really was that sentimental about it but seen some really good shows up there and i've had some really good times up there and um you know i guess it not going there and being in that building anymore will be strange and you know i guess we'll miss it and we'll sit back and be like remember when but i'm really looking forward to the new space it's like i said it's right up the street i've been watching them build the outside stage and get everything ready and i think it's gonna be pretty cool they have it's a two-story so there's a balcony so you know kind of look forward to maybe sitting outside upstairs on the balcony kind of overlooking That'd be kind of cool, man. You know, I'm looking forward to the new Lola's. I guess I'm way more excited about the new place than I am sad about the old space leaving. It is until after hearing, you know, some podcasts and reading some Facebook posts and, you know, seeing how how much that space meant meant to people. But like I said, it's the same ownership. The same bands are going to be coming through. And I think we're going to create a lot, um, a lot more memories at the new place. So that's, that's cool to look forward to so this week we got some new music for you so you can tell i'm already getting winded so it's gonna take me a while to get my to get myself back but i'm getting there anyways um we got some new music for you this week and we got an interview with richard keller who's also known as itchy richie he's got a a band called itchy richie and the burning sensation so we're gonna play his song right before the interview and then um we're going to start off with um a track by uh flipping the combined man i say it too fast i gotta slow down flip and the combined effort and it's called tear each other down and it's off of their ep um hey or hi actually hi is this skull no okay let me try this again do 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 tear each other down and it's from flip and the combined effort off of their ep hi is this ska's mom and so we're going to start off the show with that and then in the middle we're going to have um a new song from the jet noise called tiny house and i don't know when i listen to it it kind of reminds me of moving into my little house getting this house here i was like oh this is an awesome song it's great i love it so i got those three we got the interview and then um we got a track by Denver Williams after the interview and then a couple more new ones. And so we'll see you on the, uh, on the flip side of flip and the combined effort. There had to be a flip side in the combined effort pun in there somewhere. I just didn't quite think about it quick enough. So whatever. How can you look us in the eye? Not even try to lie and just say that we are worthless. How can you say those things to me? What else could you mean? Just say that 
are part of the solution I feel like you would never need to do this We can't tear each other down We're fighting on the same side Making the same sacrifice We can't tear each other down Cause we're all we Up in the combined effort on the Funky Town podcast. Alright, now we got a little jet noise with their brand new song, Tiny House. They got a new EP coming out. It's called Why Won't My Friends Help Me Move. Yeah, I feel it, brother. I feel it. Funky Town podcast. Tired of paying rent. My landlord can't get bent. Not gaining any equity in this space Went to the bank today Cash my 401k Gonna put some money down on a new place Why won't my friends help me move? This should do me lots of good Picket fence and grass is green All appliances are shiny Matching chrome Next to my favorite stores All rooms have hardwood floors Everyone will be envious of my home Why won't my friends help me
you do, Fort Worth's favorite podcast, The Funky Town Podcast. All right, now we got a little Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensation. And this song is called The Risk, off their upcoming record, Continuous Vaudeville. Stick around to the song for the interview. yourself dry Open up your heart to watch it die on the vine Thoughts turn to darkness Unpleasant mind The light you always wanted was a flash in the pan speak with Richard Keller, a.k.a. Itchy Richie. You have Itchy on the line. Hey, this is Jeff, Funky Town Podcast. How's it going, man? Good, how are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. That's cool. Yeah, it's not too bad over here either. It's warm. <laughs> That's the understatement of the century. Yeah. Cool. I just, I forgot about it getting hot and have window units. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to turn that off when I do the podcast. So I try to get it nice and cold in here and then turn it off. It's like, okay, I think I'll be okay for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll try not to keep you too long. I don't want you to, oh, I no. don't want to be responsible for you quitting podcasting over. Because uh, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. It's too hot in Texas. I can't podcast no more. So, I'm, I'm Jeffrey Lord, and I'm done. I'm yeah, done. This heat's got to me. I'm moving somewhere colder. I'm going to do the, the Yellowstone podcast. 
I, I'm sure, man, I haven't looked because I haven't watched Yellowstone at all, but I haven't looked into it, but I'm sure there's at least 20 Yellowstone podcasts. Oh, yeah. Well, I meant not one about the TV show, actually living in Yellowstone and then doing a podcast there. Oh, yeah, right. Duh. Sorry. But, no, you're probably right, though, because uh, so I took some time off to go to the doctor, right? And then when I had to recuperate, I had to just sit around the house and not do anything. I couldn't push or pull more than 10 pounds, couldn't lift 10 pounds, you know, I had to just kind of just sit and just heal. So I watched a lot of TV. Oh, I found this TV show called Kevin Can Fuck Himself on AMC. Oh, Have you seen it? Dude, that show, yes. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, the first thing I did at about three episodes in, I was like, you know what? I bet there's a podcast about this. So I found one and started listening to it. So I would watch an episode, listen to the podcast, so watch an episode, listen to the next podcast or whatever. That, that's really a lot of fun. It, it It is. It's kind of a cool new added experience to consuming media as if I don't consume enough already. But, you know, it's like I'm listening to Parks and Recollection right now, uh-huh. which is it's Rob Lowe and Alan Yang. And they're they do. They're basically recapping episodes of Parks and Rec. That's fun. It is. Well, you get behind the scenes stuff because Alan Yang was a writer on there. So you get all the behind the scenes stuff, and they they talk about production stuff. I, I, I'm I geek out over stuff like that. Yeah, and Rob Lowe was that's probably literally his best character. Literally, literally, the best thing he's yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's cool. Yeah, but no, like on that show, it's like I knew. That, I was like, there's something I'm not quite getting. I was like, I get that it's a sitcom, and I get that it's a drama, but I don't quite get why. Or whatever, and then they were mm-hmm. t- they were talking about it, saying it's you know this is kind of like if you ever watched the Honeymooners and how mean Ralph was to Allison because this is kind of like Allison's story whenever you don't see her on, on camera, like whenever she goes away to the kitchen, you see her that like yeah, and I was like oh yeah 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 I could see it. This is the this is the sitcom wife who's finally had enough of her overweight, overbearing, idiotic, mean husband. You know you're. King of Queens, you're, I mean, there's a million of them, you know, the Jim Belushi show, or I've watched a ton of these. And I was like, ah, oh, that's what it is. It's the sitcom wife who's had an, I was like, okay, I kind of get the, the back and forth now a little more, you know? Yeah. No, it, the, they, it's the way they do it, it's just really clever. And I hope they're, I don't know if they're doing a second season or not, but I really hope they are. I've, from what I found out from reading about it, I believe that they are going to have a second season, but it's going to be the final season. So there's only going to be two seasons. Uh, that's, I mean, as long as we get a second one, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I kind of like the limited series thing anyways, because it's like, I, I don't want to get into like, I've been burned before. I was into Dexter. And, you know, Dexter really shit the bed at one point. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, man, that's like, that's years of my life. (laughs) Down the tube. Yeah, because you never know. But you have other shows. Like, my wife is really into Supernatural. That thing went on for, like, an eternity, it seemed like. And it never got old or, you know, she just loved it every week. And everybody who watches that show are, like, diehard fanatics about that. I've heard good things about that one. <clears throat> I've seen a few episodes. So it's always good when I've watched it. But yeah, she's a, she's a, she was always a nut about it, and I think it went on like forever. I think I think they just barely ended it. I I thought it was still on, but I don't pay that much attention. I <laughs> unless it's on streaming. Mm-hmm. 
No, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm the same way. So, Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensation. You guys are, are a relatively n- new band. Um, like, maybe you started doing this, like, 2020, 2019? Uh, yes and no. Um, this is kind of the second iteration of Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations. I released a solo album back in 2010 that I've since deleted because it wasn't good. Uh-huh. Some of those songs are a new album that I sent you. Um, and when I did the solo album, I put together the original Itchy Reaching the Burning Sensations. And the idea was we were only going to play one show, but then we ended up really enjoying it. So I think we ended up playing three. Okay. And then our bass player moved to California and then I, I was going back to school. So it kind of, laid dormant for a while and then uh after i graduated uh at 30 from unt uh, not feeling old at all <laughs> uh, i uh, i got in this band called WYSIWYGS, and i was in that band for about three years and then the, they broke up in 2019 and you're and you're like a bass player in that band i was the bassist in that band yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, after that, so I, right about that time, I got an interface and started recording at home and put together an EP at the end of 2019, put together a second EP that was, we were going to have an EP release show. I put together a band to start playing out again and then COVID hit. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. I don't know, man. Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensation could have been a good COVID band. It it could have been. Well, we we started playing kind of early when things were just starting to open up, which was really weird. Because, well, I mean, it was no different than how I'm used to playing. Just playing to a lot of empty rooms. Right, okay. But, yeah, but it's it's still different because, you know, it's like, yeah, this isn't empty because it's – there's nobody here. It's empty because there's nobody going out. Exactly. Yeah, and it was weird. I felt weird asking friends. I'm like, "Hey, I'm playing a show," and they're like, "Yeah, cool. I'm staying home." I'm like, no, yeah. "I totally get it. I totally get it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no joke here. Uh, uh, freaky times. Yeah. That's but that's what's been. I think that kind of helped us a little bit though, because since we started gigging, I've, we've got we've got gigs under our belt, so it's easier to get more gigs, you know. And uh, that's really, I think, that's helped us. I mean, we play. We average about a show a month. Oh, like, good. I don't think we have coming up in June, but we have a show in July. We have the show next weekend. So, who all is in the the band? So you'll do so in in this um, deal. You're um, you're the singer, songwriter, frontman, guitar player. That's the role that yeah. you play, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then- lead singer. The guitar, and then I have Slim Pickens on rhythm guitar, Jeff Zero on bass, um, and they both do backup vocals, and then Coco Ricky on drums. And everyone has their own projects that they're working on too. So it's a, it's it's really a cool thing because I'm working with people that have very different backgrounds and different approaches. So it makes the live show that much more fun. Oh, that's cool. Does that help too? Because like all the songs kind of have a different feel to them. Does that help that as well? Having different players who do kind of different stylists. 
Uh, it does a little bit. Uh, that's just how I've always written songs, though. Uh, that's that's why I always have. I've always had a problem trying to describe my music to people because, like, I mean, if you listen to the album, those songs, those could have gone on probably nine different albums and fit in just fine <laughs> somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there is a cohesiveness to it. You know, and I guess it's because you're the well, even your vocal style in some of the some of the different songs. Like I was on a um, t- 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 talk to you about that, and a lot of rock bands, blues rock bands, the singer tends to be. <clears throat> I don't know if it's um, alto or if it's tenor, but it's you know you're kind of higher pitch or whatever. And then, but you have a few bands that have a more of a low, the baritone type singing and uh, in a lot of the songs you do like the baritone type voice which i think is very cool well thank you uh yeah it's i've got a low voice so that's that's where a lot of it comes from um and i'm also a a diehard depeche mode fan Mm -hmm. so i will unabashedly admit that uh i'm kind of copping dave gahan a little bit oh that's cool but uh, that's you know what if it's like it's like what Picasso used to say: "Good artists borrow, great artists steal." So if I'm going to steal, I might as well steal from Dave Gahan, right? Yeah, steal from the best. Try to at least, but yeah, it, no, it it is cohesive in that. I think it's just, but that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my my songwriting and with my recording is. I, I, I have so many different influences and I do, I write in so many different ways that I think that's my style is kind of in almost an anti style, if you will. Like it's just so many different things. It just depends on what comes through in what I write. And that's what, um, so I, I heard, um, the most recent, um, Fort Worth Roots with you on it and you were talking about um, as a record and um, Continuous Vaudeville is the name of the album and um, yes. Andrew wanted you to explain what, what Vaudeville was and I knew that it was like a song and dance type show but I didn't realize that it was kind of like a, a sketch comedy or skit type music it, type it, show or whatever yeah well no it makes sense that's what they were doing before the movies traveling along you know um but yeah so that's kind of why you named the album this was because of the different styles of music is almost like a vaudeville show yeah that i mean that's that's kind of how i picture my music in a lot of ways because it's it's all over the place and that's you know and that's, that's why i really liked the 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 title continuous vaudeville because it like gives a context to some chaos mm-hmm and I don't know if it was about this album or if it was about your other album. Um, well, this is awkward, but one of the <clears throat> things I read about it was um, that this isn't for everybody, but there's something for everybody in this. I was like, that's kind of cool. I, I get that, how that was said. That, I do, I, I'm trying to remember when I said that and why. Uh, well, I think it was the same I'll, concept I as far as was, like... Uh, and now for something completely awkward. Yeah, that was that was my COVID album. Okay, yeah. Early last year, this was all, and yeah, I mean, this is it's it's thematically kind of the same thing, just because on that one I have a reggae song, 
Um, and I have like a weird kind of electro pop song, a rap song on it. Um, then a couple of synth pop tunes and then like a, like an alt rock ballad. So yeah, it's, it's definitely all over the place. Yeah. But I like the idea of like, yeah, it, it may not be for everybody, but there's something for everybody in that's, here yeah. somewhere. You know, I was like, oh, that's cool. Cause yeah, if you'll, it's like, um, I, I always have talked about it plenty of times on the show. I've always been a fan of Mike Patton and it's because even oh, with, yeah. even within his songs, they'll, they'll change. I mean, even just, it'll be like four bars of this and then it'll take a left turn and it's like four to eight, eight bars of something completely different. You know? And I'm always like, if you don't like what you're hearing now, just hang on. It'll change. It'll change soon. Even, you know, like Texas, huh? It's like Texas weather. Yeah. Wait five minutes. Change. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it anymore. Now it's either hot or it's freaking cold. <laughs> There's no in between. And windy. It's always freaking windy. Oh, man, last month with that wind, too. That was ridiculous. Even I, still. I, baseball. And uh-huh. it, was just, it was like watching the Dust Bowl. Uh, if you do anything outside, it's just it's so much harder. Like, we like fishing, and it's, it's so much harder to fish. But if you like to bike or if you like to play golf or baseball or anything, it's just like, ugh. That's why I stick to inside activities. I don't seem to get bothered by the elements too much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then inside, I can control the temperature, <laughs> the wind. Yeah, except when you're on a podcast, then you have to turn off the AC. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I feel I feel genuinely bad about that. I'm very sorry. No, I have the ceiling fan on, and it's you know, and I don't think it's making any noise. I don't know if there's like any background noise, but if it is, it's just a steady white noise that you probably don't even notice. You'll, you'll probably only notice it if it was to go away kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, I was going to, I did want to say though, uh, I did enjoy listening to you and Andrew Turner. Just, just, just chase rabbits for almost an hour. That was a fun, that was a fun episode. I like that dude. I think he's a cool guy. He's a great guy. I really, I, I, I like what he's doing. I've liked what you've done for, a, for a while too, before I, kind of got connected to who you were uh i've been listening to funky town i went through some of the back catalog when i so i first moved to fort worth oh man how long ago was it now like 14 years ago okay and then i was i've been in and out of bands and stuff but once podcasts started popping up i started listening to yours i think because probably because of matthew broils uh-huh. and uh I liked it, and then you, and then it just disappeared for a while, and then like you know, Broyles would pop on with his show or Trista or or Trista, yeah. And so I'd listen to those, and then I, then we came back. I was like, oh, he's back! And then I heard, uh, was it? Did Andrew have you on his, or was Andrew on yours? He was on mine. That's right. Okay, I can't. That that day was confusing because I listened to that episode the day I recorded with him the right second time. and i think you listened to one of his episodes too i think you listened to mine listened to his paused his went inside to interview with him yeah you know so it was it was funny um it was very- now i was say yeah it's a it's a um it's just weird it's it's a it's a big city i mean there's seven hundred thousand plus who live in fort worth proper you know um and so on the one hand it's like there's so many people that that he's going to have on his show that I don't know about. I'll I'll never search out or anything like that. It's not that they're not interesting. It's just not 
my scope of things or whatever. And um, right. like, I just, I don't know that I, that of all the shows that I've done, cause I did 300 and something before I stopped. I think it was, but um, I never would have thought to interview somebody from, from the Gladney center, you know, and that was a great interview. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, you know? and so but I, huh? price was great. Oh yeah, I, like had some. He yeah, he came. He just had some just crazy fingers in there. Yeah, and all kinds of city business owners. You know, I mean, um, the mayor of River Oaks as well. So was, you know, yep. I, was, I was like, this is you know really good stuff. To where it's kind of like, oh man, I might need to, I might need to step up my game. And then, but yeah, but then he started getting like Joe Savage and like all these other people. I'm like, wait, all right, wait, wait a second. Now you're in my territory. I've got a big city, lots of guests out there, you know. But it was just, it's not the we don't we don't know each other. And he's doing his weeks in advance. Like by the time I even know that he's doing it, it's already been done. You know, probably a couple weeks before I even thought about it. You know, but it was just weird because, like, all at the same time, it's like he was coming out with people either that I wanted to have on, or I just had on, or was going to have on. I went to, um, um, oh, I went to see Doc Rock, uh, the Traumatics play, and uh, oh yeah, when I was there, I met Ken, I met Ken Scott, his his brother, and um, he oh, yeah. he, he was like a, he was like, hey, he's like, you do the. The, the funky town podcast and i was like yeah and he's like oh cool he's like he's like did you try to reach out and um and have me on your show and i haven't got back to you yet and i was like no but i'd love to have you on the show and um he's like okay okay he's like yeah i need to find out who that was and then and then he left and i was like i know who it was it was that andrew turner guy and it was like a week later ken scott on the show i was like i knew it i knew it was him you know no he's man he's good he's in a you know he's good at at getting out there and I really enjoy his show and stuff. And so, um, it was really fun to, to hear you on there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, no, but listening to y'all's was pretty, was pretty funny to me. Cause I was like, this is a, this is like a meta, like it's like a meeting of the Fort Worth podcast. This is kind of, this is a, this is a pivotal moment in local podcast history. <laughs> They're doing, um, a thing to, to, to tonight. I was going to try to, uh, to go, but I just had, too many things going on with kids and work and this stuff as well, but they're doing the um, PBR and podcast or something at some hotel and like the funky Panther is going to be there. And um, I think Andrew's going and then um, Dustin from the Jerry Jonestown massacre is going up there and Susie from Fort Worth famous is going to go up there. So it's going to, and it's like all these other podcasts that we've never even heard of. And it's like a two hour kind of mix and mingle glad hand whatever you know so it's that sounds cool but yeah i've got kids too so like when you say man i got kids and work i'm like amen brother i know that i know what you mean i i just can't that's the reason i had to uh delay the time of when you called because uh my youngest had baseball practice oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah i know it was like the wife she works till seven um so I'm always, I always try to get to do this after seven o'clock, but some people are like eight o'clock. That seems kind of late, you know. So for, for some, it's late for me. I'm like eight. Hey, kind of that's like that good sweet spot. Where, yeah, where it's not too early, not you, too late. Boys, yeah, the boys are in bed already, um, and that's usually when I'm like, okay, I can start to like chill out a little bit. So did I hear you say the uh, three? Yes, I do. Are they, are uh, they I have, all boys? No, uh, my 
daughter is 14. Okay. And I have a two-year-old and, and a seven-year-old. Oh, okay. Boy. They have a daughter, but she's 17, and then my little boy is nine. So, right, so, so as someone that is uh, on the tail end of the teenage years, is, does it get better? Yeah. I, she was never really that uh, that bad as far as um, being really rebellious or just being, you know, mean or rude or snarky or, you know, she's a pretty good girl. And so I think her and her mom, which is just cause it's girls, they, they butt heads a lot, but that, that does get better with age. And I think, I think there's, they're close enough now to where they'll, they'll be really close and kind of laugh and stuff, but they'll also kind of fight. And so I think when they get older, they're going to be a lot closer. Right. And so it's the boy yeah, that yeah. I'm worried about. Oh, <laughs> he's the one that's kind of wild. Yeah, I'm not like my daughter's not rebellious or anything. Thankfully, she's kind of got like people tell me like, "Oh, dude, watch out with her with boys." I'm like, "Dude, she's she's got enough of my personality that I'm not that worried about that." Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, she's she's. She's a good kid. It's just, you know, sometimes I'm just like, dude, <laughs> like, and then I, then I'll talk to my mom and be like, so was I like this? She goes, Oh yeah, you were terrible. I'm like, yeah, Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah. Zoe's pretty shy and stuff. So I was never really, I mean, she's had boyfriends here and there and stuff, but she's not, she's never been boy crazy or just, that girl or whatever, you know, so I was never really worried about, you know, she seems a little nervous about things like that. She she doesn't even want to drive yet. She's almost 18 and she hasn't learned how to drive. I keep like, yeah, we need to do this, you know? And so, cause it hasn't really been too terrible. Like I said, I think the, the boys already like, I'll learn how to drive. Let's go. (laughs) You know, no, 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 you're nine. It's okay. As soon as I can reach the pedals, I'm like, that's not how it works. If that was the rule, you probably wouldn't be here, kid. Right. 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 Exactly. But um, yeah, it's uh, but my daughter already wants to drive, so which I'm kind of excited about because I'm like, good. That's like one less person I have to like ferry around to places on a completely selfish note. I don't. I don't really mind it. It's just no, no, no. I know what you're saying. She's. I mean, I have to take her and her friends to the movies and then pick them up or you know and and a lot of times i'll have to go pick up one of her friends from the house and then take them to the movies and then i'll come home for a couple hours and then go pick them up at the movies and like this would be so much easier if you drove but then i'm also i'm kind of a worry wart so where it's like as long as i'm driving i know you're still yeah you know she she didn't come home for 10 minutes past the time that she's supposed to be home i'm like all right you think she got in a wreck? You think, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't have to play the mental gymnastics of what if. Yeah. And so, at least if, you know, I'm driving, it's kind of the, the same way. It's like, you know, I look forward to the day when she actually does move out on her own and is an independent. But then you worry, well, what's happening? <laughs> you know, yeah. Are they eating? Are they getting plenty of sleep? Are they paying their bills? You know, whatever. You're always worried. <laughs> and so, when they're here, you know, they're safe. 
Yeah, you call call in the middle of the day. Dad, I'm fine. But just have you had lunch? Yes, <laughs> Dad, I've had lunch. Can come on? So you know, Sorry. I don't know. You don't know. You're still my baby, and I'm 35. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter. Um, all right. So yeah, you're talking about a show next weekend. Um, yeah, is it next May- weekend? Brow Records in Arlington. And that's, That'll be the album release show. Now, are you, are you going to have physical copies in any kind of format? I am. I'm going to have CDs, uh, and I'm working on getting a limited run of T-shirts done. And I'll have stickers, and I believe, I think, I, I think I'm putting on my download codes with the CDs. So, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. These days, you can't burn records, or you can't burn. There's nothing has a CD burner in it. I know it's really strange. It's it's and what's weird is I keep reading all these articles about how you know quote unquote CDs are making a comeback, and I'm like, if they're making a comeback, how come I can't uh, find something to play them in? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess you can throw them in your Xbox or whatever your DVD player is, your Blu-ray player. Does it does that plays? I would think. So yeah, I've yeah. got an, I've got an old MacBook, and I can still load a CD in the side of it. But you know, that's what I. I'll, I'll buy CDs off local bands and then rip it and put it on my phone. Yeah, just just like we did in the good old days. Mm-hmm, exactly. Two thousand five. So, what was the date? May twenty first. May twenty first. May twenty first. Uh, re- uh, the record should be out on Spotify and everything on May twentieth. Um. But uh, yeah, the, so the CD release show will be at Growl. Uh, first game goes on at eight. It's the Sewing Jar, which uh, they're cool guys. They're, in fact, it's two former members of the WYSIWYGs. Oh, cool. Uh, they kind of, I think they got to go there over COVID. So it's it's, it's pretty cool. Like uh, it's singer songwriter, but a little psychedelic. It's it's fun. It's good stuff. Um, then we have uh, King Booty Disco playing, and this guy Sam Bass out of Dallas, and then we'll headline, and we're gonna play the record top to bottom. Cool, yeah, it's a good, it's a good record. Um, Thank you. I was, I was listening to it. It's, uh, it's like a, I really enjoy it. I liked um, the risk is what you're pushing as a single. It is. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really good. I, I liked that one. And then um, when I came across Bipolar em- Emily, it grabs you like within the first line. You're like, holy crap. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, it, I can't take credit for that one. Uh, that one is uh, Slim actually wrote that, the rhythm guitarist. Okay. Uh, so this, this is kind of the first band he's ever been in. And so it was one night he brought it to practice and was like, hey, can we try this out? I'm like, sure. And i really liked it and i was like do you mind if we like work on it and he's like sure and then i was like you mind if we record it he's like no let's do it and i'm really happy with how it turned out yeah it's great no i I like that one um and then um hurts when you pay for it is is a really good one Uh, thank you i like it rhythmically too i like the bass that starts off in it in, in the drums there was another one earlier on close to the risk in the order um where it has the 
kind of the and the drums and the and the drums kind of stop and start. Oh, uh, that's the line. That's the second yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. Another great one. Those, that, there's a lot of really good ones. Thank you. Yeah, that one's uh, that one was originally a WYSIWYG song. So WYSIWYGs was interesting because it was keyboard, bass, drums, and trumpet. So we had kind of a kind of a a little more of almost like a parlor style of uh-huh. indie rock. Okay. So uh, I wrote the lyrics to the line, and. Uh, when I started, when I put this band together, I started messing with it again, and we just stripped it down to just the just the guitars and the with the drums, like you're saying, just mm-hmm. that syncopated, dun, dun, dun. and we're like, this is pretty cool. So yeah, we decided to record. And then, um, believe it or not, I think that my um, I, my favorite on there was um, not your favorite song. <laughs> I think anytime somebody writes a song that's not your favorite song or this isn't your favorite show or whatever. If you do it right, it's going to end up being everybody's favorite. <laughs> Thank you. No, that one, uh, I really, I really like that one. That was one. And with, I recorded, we recorded it with WYSIWYGs also. It was just a completely different style. It sounds like a Beatles song. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that one, uh, I, I, when I'm, pretty proud of it's one of those things it's a good song and you don't want to put it at the end of the record because you don't want to bury it but at the same time it's just kind of the perfect little way to close it out that's what i think because as soon as it came on and then you know it was over with and i was like oh that was the last song i was like oh all right that was that was a really you know that that was a good way to end it you know you know i I thought so as well oh good okay yeah yeah Yeah, i've made right decisions yeah well i mean i don't know i mean that's just you know somebody else may have a a completely different opinion but like i said i thought i thought that was a perfect place was at the end of the at the end of the album because like i said as soon as it was i was just really enjoying it and like i said i'd enjoyed it up until there i think that um that hurts whenever you pay for it i think in that like right yeah before yeah so you're already coming off that high you know and then you go into this song which is you know it's still real catchy and it's clever and you're like, all right, you know, and you're kind of into it and just kind of enjoying yourself. And it's just like, Oh, you're like, Oh, you know, and it, it goes by the album goes by fast. It's like, all right. And you, you really kind of just want to play it again. Cause it was, it, it's a real fun. Listen. And, be, and because it's all, all different, it kind of takes you on a little journey, you know, like a little emotional journey or whatever. And so, yeah, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I, um, I enjoyed it, man. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Uh, it's uh yeah that's i mean that was a little bit of what i was going for is because it's it you know covers a lot of topics it's got a lot of flavors in it and then so it's normally do you do it out of your out of your house but this time you ended up doing it at cloudland or was it a different studio that you were doing it at at the other ones like the awkward one and no so everything up until uh, before this one was done at my home studio okay that's what idle and- Studio Idol Idol, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my clever nickname, so people think that I have uh, a real studio when it's really just me sitting in my office hiding. Sure, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I decided to record it at Cloudland because I really wanted to record this album full band. I like, A, it's just a much more efficient way to do it. Everyone practices their parts. I mean... It, the only thing that delayed us in recording was 
just like weather mostly. Okay. Yeah. But we started, we started tracking in November and we did two days with Joe and we got pretty much everything knocked out except for vocals and a couple of overdubs. And then, you know, that was right before Christmas break. And, you know, so there, some time went past and then we had some, we had, we're booked for January and then the snowstorm hit. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Like one night when we went up there to mix, it was when one of those first big severe storms was coming through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I texted Joe and I'm like, dude, I'm coming. Cause I live in North Fort Worth. So like it, that was where the worst of it was sitting. I was like, I'm going to have to like wait out the hail for like 30 minutes. And he's like, that's fine. Oh, and then I'm on my way. Yeah. He was like, I feel like, you know, nature's trying to stop you from making this album. I'm like, that's kind of how I'm starting to feel too. He didn't take that as a moment or anything. Fight. You just went ahead and fought through it. That's, that's what it felt like I had to do, but yeah, it got done. So that's, what's good. Right on, man. Well, like I said, I, I think it's fun, a fun album, and I hope everybody checks out. In the meantime, they can go on the Bandcamp page, listen to some of your past ones. You know, um, mm-hmm. this is and the risk is already up there as well. Uh, yeah, and that one's already up there as well as a single. And then, um, and then next next week, May twentieth, they can get this album, and then on the twenty first, they can come out and see it. Growl. Are you playing outside, yep. or are you playing in the record store? That I don't know. I should probably ask that. Uh, it'll be easy to figure out though once you get there if they're not outside you'll be on the inside yeah uh, they they usually let you know pretty quick yeah uh yeah i'm i guess it just depends on how hot it is and all that i've played both stages at growl i like they're both a lot of fun yeah i've I've seen a lot of good shows out there it's a good it's a fun venue to, to go to and um it's it's not even um it it's a record store, but it's also got comics and all kinds of good stuff there. Yeah, that's what I love is just browsing around. Yeah, because they have a lot of local stuff, a lot of local albums and stuff mixed in with their vinyl. Yeah, and they, well, they have all those cool posters. Like, I, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, do I really need a Susie Sue poster? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> they have a couple, and they're pretty cool. Yeah, well, so you got a studio. I don't have a place to put that. Like I'm, like right now, my studio is in my bedroom. But so my studio is my front office, and it's, uh, it was a concession made by between my wife and I uh, during COVID because I, the we used to use our office as like the toy room for the kids. Okay, yeah. They had their own little play space, but they kind of grew out of that. And during COVID, my amps magically started appearing in the house from the garage. I couldn't tell you how that happened. (laughs) She's like, "Uh, I kind of don't want amps in our dining room because we officed out of our dining room. I'm like, well, it's fine. It's a recording space. And she's like, yeah, but I have to look at it all the time. And I'm like, all right, so how about I just take over the office? And she's like, okay. So I can close the doors and never know that uh, any of my... Even my craps in here. I see. I like looking at amps. I'd be okay with sitting in a room with just random amps laying around. That's what I thought. To me, it was a very specific design aesthetic I was going for. I was yeah. going for that, you know, that pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, <vibe>. yeah, 
you have some guitars hanging on the wall, the amps, you know. Yeah, I get, you, you pick up a cable, to test out an amp real quick, you know, whatever. That's awesome. So, all right, man. Well, dude, it was really good to uh, talk to you and like listening to Likewise. you on on other podcasts. And you're probably the same way. You kind of, I feel like that we kind of already know each other. Yeah, that's the weird thing about podcasts, too. Right. <laughs> This is the first time you and I have ever talked, but I've heard you talk enough that I'm like, I know this guy. Yeah, and I heard you talk just, I mean, yesterday I heard that that show, you know. I was like, oh, yeah, you know. So, yeah, it's like we've already met. And so, yeah, hopefully I'll try to come out there. Um, if if That'd not, be great. Yeah. I'll see you soon f- for sure. I want to see you guys play. You know, like I said, the, the album's fun, and I, th- I think it'd be a fun live show to see. And I can't believe that I haven't seen you yet. I think that's weird that I, I mean, missed we- it. Well, like, uh, surprised, like, because you, you've talked to Mandy before from Big Heaven. Yeah. We've played with them a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I don't want to reveal too much, but Mandy and I are working on a, a little side single thing. Oh, that'd be cool. So, but yeah, I'm excited about it. We just got to finish it up. Yeah. Was it the, the professor played as well? At the show that you played with, oh yeah, and that was my first time getting to see him live. Yeah, they're cool, huh, dude? Yeah, he's a great guy, and they're, they're, their whole family's great. They're all great, but like, just I've seen. What's weird is I heard about Professor Fuzz through a guitar forum that I was on years ago. Uh, one of the guys that lives in like. Oh, where's he from? He's like from Eastern Europe. Like randomly one day on his Instagram, had posted a, a Professor Fuzz song. And I was listening to it and I started looking into it. I was like, dude, these guys live near me. How come I haven't heard of them? <laughs> That's so funny. Some, some guy from Eastern Europe introduced you to them. Yeah. And I was like, they're in Richardson. Like they're down the road. Yeah. How funny. Yeah, no, they're cool. And they got an interesting sound. And he always plays those red guitars. Yes. Well, and he plays through the... He's got that modified telephone microphone. Yeah. It's pretty much the coolest thing ever. It is. Um, it's so cool that uh, Dustin from the Jerry Jones Time Asker went home and got one of his old phones and <laughs> fixed it up. And now he has it. And sometimes he'll podcast through it. And it's the whole, it's, it sounds like that. I don't want to mess with my mic, but it sounds exactly like that. You know, like, almost like it's talking through a, a CB radio or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I might have to hit Craigslist to see if I can find an old phone now. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know how to do it, but I mean, if you know anything about mics and stuff, I'm sure it's cause there is a, there's a mic and a, and a headphone in there. Right. And so I just well, and what little I know about electronics too. I know all the speaker speakers and microphones are, mechanically the same thing it's just which way like which in or out going yeah 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 i think i've heard that i've seen people use their their headphones for microphones no. i've accidentally done that before terrible results not yeah fun. no it's it's only cool if it's intentional and you can figure out a way to where it's legible or legible uh, audible yeah yeah no totally um, all right, man. Anyways, I'm going to get this air conditioner back on. I'm starting to break a sweat now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No. You, you pull off, man. I will, I'll get, hopefully, I'll see you next weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and in the meantime, everybody, check out Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensation. 
All right, brother. Awesome. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. All right, peace out. Well, it's hot as hell again in Texas All the grass looks like scrambled eggs And the groundwater is starting to boil While the food is getting cold Can I go over to Tyler's house? Think I'll just sit on the couch Listen to the TV melt my brain Summer sun drives me insane Well, it's hot as hell again in Texas Yeah, it's hot as hell again in Texas Well, I quit my job today. It was too damn hot to go outside. And you know what that means. No job means no AC. And no AC means no girlfriend. She left me for another man. He's got a window unit in every room in his house and a slurpee machine in the bathroom. His home is as cold as that woman's heart. So naturally, it being hot as hell and all, I dug a tunnel to the local grocery store and popped up right there in the frozen food section. There I was walking down the aisle just being envious of all the frozen chicken nuggets and I opened up the cooler door and curled up next to some frozen burritos and some pizzas took a little nap it was what about 30 minutes later there was a knock knock knocking on the cooler door and who was it but the sheriff and the employee of the month sheriff said boy you know you can't be sleeping in that cooler I oughta take your ass to jail but you know what I think it'd be a worse punishment just to put you back out there in the Texas heat he was right. So there I am, walking down the sidewalk, a little piece of my soul, sticking to the pavement with each step. Ran across a buddy of mine, and I told him about how all the grocery stores aren't selling milk anymore. They're just selling evaporated milk in its stead. Ice cream parlors are selling regular old cream now. Yeah, we got to talking, and he told me about how all the fish grew legs and walked back up to Oklahoma. We kept talking. We were talking about the hellmouth that opened up just south of Fort Worth and a bunch of insectoid demons running around. Not coming out of the hellmouth, of course. They were climbing back into the depths of hell to escape the Texas sun. So I bid my friend farewell and kept walking. I was dreaming about living in an igloo. And then I saw a guy, you know, pushing one of those popsicle carts and 
said, uh, hey man, I, I think I'd like a popsicle. So I was digging around my pockets for some change and my pockets were empty. So hey, hey man, you think you could spot me on a popsicle this time? And he said, in life, nothing's for real. Well, it's hard as hell again in Texas Yeah, it's hard as hell again in Texas Ah, uh, it's hard as hell again in Texas All the grass looks like scrambled eggs Hot as hell here in Texas by Denver Williams And man, ain't that the truth I don't normally complain about the heat in May but it's May, man. It's too freaking hot in May. Anyways, another hot jam coming at you from Joe Savage. One more little dance. So nice to see you. It feels so right. Stars are in our eyes. When your hand slips in mine, the spark lights up the night. And my head says to my heart, Gee, ain't that nice And it's one more little dance with you So grab me another from the fridge My bed and beer are better shared with A record that we both grown to love Move the table to the hall Pretend we're at our high school ball It's one more little dance with you The honky-tonks are closed The neighborhood's asleep well, It's just you and I And our, our two-stepping feet The moon seems to laugh I kiss your cheek We watch the sunrise And don't waste no time to sleep And as the coffee is dripping Gee, ain't it nice to be living She's as sweet As sugar and cream Light up our smokes Train whistle blows Kids are off to school And it's one more Little dance With you
watch the sunrise and don't waste no time to sleep Oh, the coffee is a-drippin' She says, gee, ain't it nice to be livin' well, she's as sweet as sugar and cream Light up our smokes, train whistle blows The kids are off to school And it's one more little dance with you It's always one more little dance with you One more little dance with you by Joe Savage. That song's great, huh? All right, you guys. I guess this brings us to the end of the show. Hope you hope you enjoyed the interview with uh, Richard Keller, and I hope you check out Itchy Richie. There's lots of really good stuff on his Bandcamp page. Check out all the other artists we've played. Flip and the combined effort. It's flip and the combined effort. Sometimes I'll speak a little fast. The Jet Noise, and um, we had, who else did we have there? Oh, Itchy Richie, Jet Noise, and flipping the combined effort, we had Joe Savage, Denver Williams, and right now we got Big Heaven, quiet, brand new. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.